Well, don't sit down so quiet. Don't get so nervous before we even get started. You need to make a commitment to yourself today that you're going to open yourself up to hear the word of the Lord. And it would be something that you would chew on. Tommy, there was something going on. There was something I seen this morning and I wanted to play for y'all and I forgot. But this, it was a farmer that had run up on a dead carcass of one of his cows in his field and he was looking at the, the skull and began to, to talk about the teeth in the cow. So I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't know that you aged a cow by, their, by the number of their teeth. So I was like, okay, well, cool. I'm learning something. So I decided to stop and listen. I didn't know what this guy was going to talk about. And he started talking about if there was two teeth, he was a year old, and the other two teeth would come in if he was three, and then... Two more teeth would come in as he's four. And when he got to five, it would be half of his back teeth would be there. And if it was the full teeth, he would be six years old and would be a prosperous cow. I said, hmm, okay, well, that's kind of cool. But then he began to talk about the teeth. And the front teeth were only the teeth that the cow, that, that's the teeth that the cow would just pick the grass up with. And throw it in the chute. Well, if it would go down the wrong chute, or the cow becomes sick and needed minerals, vitamins, that type of thing for, for its health, it would regurgitate what we know, the cud. Well, when the cud would come back up, the cow would chew with its back teeth. Oh, wait a minute, it gets, it gets good. Because when, when he was done, I had to listen to it again. I said, dude, that's good, that's real good. But he was chewing with his back teeth, and by chewing with his back teeth, he was able to, to squeeze out nutrients and minerals from the grass that was picked earlier with the front teeth and thrown down the chute. Who would have thought? And he said, this is like us Christians. And I went, I said, what? And he said, we're not just to go, don't just go to church. To just pluck the grass. Because how many of you know we... It's easy for us to swallow things that don't hit home. But it's when the preacher gets to meddling, you don't like to chew. <laughs> but he says, if we would regurgitate God's word and chew on it for a while. Oh, and, and get this. And the cow lying down. Chewing the cud. Mm. 
I was the only one that got it, I guess. If we were able to rest while we chewed on the word and got all the vitamins and minerals, it would cause the cow to become okay, medicine, nutrients. I wonder how many of us are missing our health because we're just using our front teeth. I didn't do it as good as he did, but I promise you it was good. I was like, that dude just took a cow jaw and broke a word down on me. <laughs> All right, if you got your Bibles, let's go. Joshua, casual commitments. Boy, I see that all over the world. Anybody else seeing these things? These casual commitments. I'm going to go ahead and just stir the pot. I'm going to get them mad on social media right now. These casual commitments. We, we casually commit to, I want to be a woman when you're a man. We casually commit to, I want to be a man when we're a woman. Would you stop? See, you, you've, taken, you've taken the advice that Joshua will give the Israelites and says, choose you this day. He, see, we've taken choice. Charlie, you know what I'm doing right there when, we, when we're starting at diesel, right? We've taken choice and made it so casual. Okay, I'm still coming. Choice. We'll choose whether it lives or dies. Choice. Choice. We'll, we'll choose whether we stay or go. Choice. Choice. We, we choose whether it's church or not. Choice. We, we choose whether it's this job or that job. Choice. See, all of you made a choice. Everybody in here made a choice this morning. You made a choice to get up. Well, some of you may not have. Men, y'all probably didn't make the choice to get up. Your wives just helped you along the way. Children, your parents probably helped you along the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Els is up here shaking his head. Yep. Choice. And with a lot of what we see as choice in this world are casual commitments. See, we make choices without understanding consequences. Casual commitments. Knee-jerk reactions. Choices. Everybody else is doing I might as well. Isn't it funny how most people that are making choices, you see them in a crowd making choices, they don't stand alone. I need some encouragement. Come on, Christian. You make choices in the midst of someone telling jokes that are inappropriate and you laugh along with the joke knowing that that is completely wrong but you don't want to be standing on your own making a choice casual commitments oh pastor's in rare form here it goes this is one of them sundays i should have stayed at the house 
My prayer is that you regurgitate the cud. Joshua 24, chapter, 5, or chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Choose for yourself this day. Who you will serve. Whether the gods. Which your fathers served. That were on the other side of the river. Or the gods of the Amorites. In whose land you dwell. See some of. Ooh. I probably should have just picked up where I was at this morning. And it just ran all the way through. But as for me. And my house. We will serve the Lord. I just find that there's more out of this statement than what I read and it just grabs me. There's more to this statement. When he's talking, when he says, as for me and for my house. See, you've got to understand chapter 23, which is talking about basically separation. You've got to come out from this one and you're pulled from that and pulled here and you're moved over and you're set up. You're, it's basically about separation, but it, it, it tells you in chapter 23 and chapter 24, actually, when they get into about verse 2 through 10 or 11, maybe 12 or even 13. And, and it talks about all the things that the Israelites has experienced up to that point. So Joshua was coming to them with this understanding that I'm not asking you to serve a God that hasn't proven himself. I am showing you where this God has already proven himself. And now I'm telling you to make a choice. And if we aren't careful, we fall inside of a doctrine inside the church to where we're talked, we're, we're spoken to about, about the goodness of God. We're, we're spoken we're spoken about the, the peace and the joy that comes from God. And rightfully so. I'm not trying to say that that's not truth. That, that is truth. I'm just, just bear with me. I want to take you on a little journey. But then we, we're, we talk about this God that, that saves us and, and that, that it cleanses us and, and, and takes care of us. He shelters us. He keeps us. He, he guides us. He But we're not talked about the God, which in part is the same God, although he's full of peace and he's full of joy and he's he's also holy and he's also righteous and he's also sovereign. There's a thing that comes with this attitude of, Choose you this day who you will serve. And that's why I love how Joshua breaks it down to them. He, he basically gives them a duh moment. He says, look what we've done. I mean, look, look I, I promised this to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and even to Moses and to Aaron. And I've, I've let you cross the Red Sea. I've kept you through the wilderness. I've done this. I've done that. I've delivered the Amorites into your hand. I've done all of this. 
Choose today who you'll serve. Well, duh. Right? I mean, he, he give them almost a, he give them an opportunity to, to make a choice where there really wasn't a logical choice to be made. Right? I mean, he didn't say anything else. He said, choose you to this day who you'll serve after he tells them all of the goodness that God had done. Well, duh. I guess I'll choose. Oh, this is the church. See, if I teach you and preach to you about the goodness of God and, and all that God's goodness does for you and everything that God's kingdom offers you as a child of God, if I give you all of that, well, duh, it makes sense to serve God. And then we leave you hanging. Because, uh-oh, we found out that we couldn't go back to where we were delivered from because if we did but how many of us do oh we come to know Jesus on a Sunday morning and glory hallelujah and Monday afternoon it's a little hottie with the toddy and we got Joe and Bob and everybody <laughs> Casual commitments. Because it, it sounds good right now. It, 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 makes, it makes sense. So why couldn't they make a commitment? Why wouldn't they? Why shouldn't they make a commitment? After all, I mean... Have you ever read verse chapter 23? Have you gone through? Let's just, just, I'm not even going to let you try. Just hang, watch this. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river. Okay, that's good. I led him through the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants. I mean, okay. All right, we, this God's got something. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I give the mountain of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Also, I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to what was among them. Afterward, I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt. They pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to the Lord and he put darkness between you and Egypt. He brought the sea upon them and covered them. I mean, do you see everything that God is doing? So it's not that the other side of the river was bad and God was vacant. God was still there on the other side as well as he is on this side. But he's letting them know all of the good things that God has done so that they, when it's time to make a decision, they would make the right decision. I would like to say it made an informed decision. Because, see, I don't want to serve someone that I don't believe that can do the job that they're saying they can do for me. 
I don't want to hire someone that says they can do the job and then they don't. Well, they don't stay long, right? This is Joshua is setting the Israelites up and he's going, hey, here it is. This is the one you serve. But don't let me tell you you have to. He says, you choose today who you'll serve. Watch. When he talks about, he, well, let me do this. He goes on and he says, today, or as for me and for my house, we'll serve the Lord. It's not, I don't see this as a statement just for Joshua and his family. I see this as a statement where he talks about generations past, generations now, and generations to come. As for me and my house. See, we have to be willing because Joshua, Joshua said, as for me and my house, I don't, I've already told you the goodness of God and I've already told you everything that he done for you. But I'm telling you to make a decision. But before you decide, I'm going to tell you what I decide. Now, you're talking about a leader of millions. You're talking about the leader, the one that was chosen by God to lead these people, these wretched, stiff-necked, casual, committed people into the promised land. Joshua says, as for me... I'm going to serve him regardless. See, you better, you better be willing to stand alone when it comes time. Because when it is time, you're going to be standing alone. You can't stand with Father. Even though Father might be back there with your sign. That's my boy. Come on, you with me? Even though, even though the family might be on your side and they might be over here picketing you have to stand who is it you'll serve you got a choice now it doesn't make much sense because he talked about all these other gods that He's talking about these little gods, these little G's, like serving your job, serving your finances, serving your relationships, serving your church, your religion, serving yourself. Because in the latter days, in the end days, people will become lovers Oh, I'm not speaking out of context. I'm in the context of the word. I wonder how many of us stand as lovers of ourselves. Because if it doesn't meet my agenda and if it doesn't make me feel good, but I'll make a casual commitment. I'll see you next Sunday. You line, fork your tongue.
Y'all want to sit on the front. See, we, 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 we enjoy our casual commitment because it, it keeps us from controversy. Because if God knows if I tell Pastor, well, I won't be here next Sunday, he's going to go, why? Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? Why is this so important? Are you spending money there? Have you given your tithes? It's better just to say, Pastor, I'll see you next Sunday. Well, hey, I didn't see you last Sunday. Is everything okay? Now, see, this is the funny part because this is guilt. This isn't conviction. This is guilt. Then guilt rises up. Well, I wasn't here last week because I had I didn't ask you why you weren't here last week. I just said, is everything okay? Well, I had this going on and I had that going. Oh, so your commitment was casual. Sounded good for the moment, made me feel good for the moment, made me look good for the moment. Now it's caused embarrassment. Oh, I got your back, Pastor. Until I get in your kitchen. And I give you some meat. And you go, well, I'm a vegetarian. Well, good luck to you. Casual commitments. As for me and for my house... See, regardless of what decision you make, and regardless of what you think might happen, regardless of what you know that has happened, whatever is going to alter your decision, it's not going to alter mine. Because, see, there's something about my relationship with God that I've come to an understanding with, that there's going to be good times, and there's going to be bad times. There's going to be highs, and there's going to be lows. There's going to be life's full of fulfillment, and there's going to be lifetimes of emptiness. But I know one thing for sure that my God is consistent and no matter what goes on I will serve him not you doesn't matter what you think oh see that's when you get in trouble when you start they don't like it when I say you my wife actually cringes every time I say you she goes you just you're putting it out there on them. It just makes sense. Good! I want them to get right involved with the sermon. I want them to understand that this isn't just a word for pastor every time. This is a word for them so that they too can lay in the green pastures and chew on their cud. Just like pastor's got to chew on his. There's times it don't taste good. It don't sound appetizing, that's for sure. But I get more minerals out of it sitting over here and going, God, I don't know why I'd be like David. God, everybody's after me and... Then I start chewing on his word. And he says, I'll set a place before your enemies. He says, I'll take care of you. 
You don't have to worry about somebody else handling it. He said, vengeance is mine. I've got it. See, I know this about my God. No matter what happens, the unexpected phone calls, oh, why? Because God. The unexpected visitations, oh, because of God. The unexpected finances, oh, because of God. Uh-oh, here's a hurdle. Why? Because that he's going to take and use it for my good. Oh, because of God. I want to grow, but I don't want to go. What? You want to get big, but you don't want to go to the gym. Choose you this day who you'll serve. What, what gods do you want to serve? The ones that never pan out? The ones that you've struggled with from day one? Man, we'll hold tight to a relationship because there was that one time it felt so good. Forget all the other times where it was pure hell. See, if me and my wife had an option, <laughs> we probably, <laughs> but God said, mm -mm 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 -mm. and we had to deal with it. <laughs> but it, that relationship, there was one time, Charlie, man, it was just right. The sun hit that hair just, I don't want to give y'all all of it. And that, that bikini just hit. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have went there. Because none of you have ever done, you lying. Man, you lying. 99% of you have checked out your husband and your wife up and down. And if you're saying you have it, maybe you ought to try it. That might be some of your problem. The Bible says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. If y'all excuse me a minute, I'm going to go back here and say hi to mine. <laughs> Listen, there's things that we make casual commitments to. And Joshua has thrown this out here for his congregation. And he's given them every opportunity to make a casual commitment. And if he would have left it there at that, I would have deemed him like any other preacher. But that's not what he said. Go with me. So the people answered and said, far be it from us. They made the casual commitment. They've heard all they needed to hear, all the goodness of God. They said, we're in, hook, line, and sinker. See, look, look, watch it. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who did, they, who did those great signs in the sight? And the Lord drove out before us all the people. But Joshua said to the people. So I'm, this is that but side of the sermon. I've given you every reason and every opportunity this morning on why it is that you should serve God and serve no other. You know about his goodness. You know about his grace. You know about his mercy. 
You know about his commitment. You know about his sacrifice. You know about his son. You know about his blood. But before you make a commitment, I think this is the world. Boy, if you're an evangelist, you're probably cringing right about here. Because you made the call. You've got the altars. The altars are already preloaded, baby. They're getting ready to flock to the altars. And now somebody wants to stand up and say this. You cannot serve the Lord. For he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do harm and consume you after. He's done you good. Boy, isn't that an altar call? Aren't you ready now? Casual commitment. See, Joshua's thrown a covenant out there. He said, here's the deal. This is what it's going to take. And not only is he going to be good, but he's going to spank your honey. Not only does he delight in you, but he will sit down and get on you. You can't go and have the ain't Burger King. Can't go have it your way. You can't serve God on Sunday and serve God's on Monday through Saturday. That's not part of the plan. See, Jesus, when he came, he gave it all. I love what Jesus done while he was here because he never once asked us to do anything that he never modeled before us. And then he said, you, you've got to be a living sacrifice. That's your good and acceptable. <laughs> See, your church thing ain't got nothing to do with it. Boy, don't that make you mad? That just makes you mad. Makes me mad. As many times I've been to church, you think I'd get a couple gold stars on there. I mean, i got a book. i got a novel of gold stars. And when I get to heaven... He's going to go, oh, that's a cute book. Now, how many of you have casually committed to God? Oh, you'll talk to him today because everything's good. Better put him in the back seat tomorrow because life isn't so or you can be like me and you get so fired up and frustrated that you grab him and you put him in your pocket. I'll put him in my pocket. i hold on to him a little bit. I'll put him in my pocket. Because Charlie, sometimes I think people need to know. Nah, they don't. See, it's better to have Jesus beside you than in your pocket.
gives me an opportunity to pray and say, Lord, open their eyes and let them know that there's more for me than there is for them. <laughs> Casual commitments. If it feels good, we'll do it. If it doesn't feel good, we're not in. If it makes sense, we'll do it. But if it doesn't make sense, we're out. Well, Joshua will just give them everything in the world to make a logical decision. And then he come and said, okay, you can't do this and you can't do that. Because if you do, he's going to do. And they went, hmm. I wonder how many, come on. I'm sure there was a few. We know them just like we know us. They're just as human as we were. With me? And you see, they're going to make the same knucklehead decisions. Or you're going to make the same knucklehead decisions that they made. You're going to rebel at times. You're going to forget at times. And Joshua is pleading with them. Please, I do not want you to ever. He said, don't do this one thing. Don't forget God. Even though everything in life might seem like it's going wonderful, don't forget God because tomorrow may not look like today. Who will you turn to tomorrow? See, we've got to be able to not forget God. The one that took us through the water is the same one today. The one that healed the plagues is the same one Today, the one that kept me from being killed is the same one today. The one that kept my shoes on my feet and fed me bread from heaven is the same one today. Don't forget God. I wonder how many of us have made alternative decisions after our casual commitments. Oh, come on. Let me get in your kitchen. Raise your hand if you've made alternative decisions after a casual commitment. The altars will be open after service for those of you that are lying to me and telling me that you haven't. See, we've all gone down the road. God's not, God doesn't want you temporarily. God doesn't want you half-heartedly. God doesn't want you in and out. God wants you wholeheartedly all the time. Casual commitments. I wonder if there's going to be a couple of lines. What if there's going to be a couple of lines in heaven when we get there? It's going to be a commitment and there's going to be a casual commitment. I'm probably for certain there's going to be. Okay, so y'all don't like it right now. It's okay. Can I tell you, we... Whew, Joshua speaks about that statement after the Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses, after all of them had been given the promise but never seen its fruition. And, and Joshua still makes that commitment. 
He still makes that statement. As for me and my house, we'll serve. He's already looked at and watched all these other generations fall short of the promise. Not being able to reach in and take part of the promise that was given. And Joshua still found it within himself. See, you've got to make a commitment in you. You have to come to a resolve in you that I will serve God at all costs. There is no alternative decision. See, some of us, we don't like to hear that the pastor said, well, we can't do this and we can't. Okay, listen, that's fine. I'm not telling you that. I'm just paraphrasing some things that are in the Bible that tells you what you can and cannot do. But it's totally up to you whether you're going to deal with that or not. I, I, I don't care. I believe in God's grace 100%, but I also understand that where grace abounds or where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Does that give me permission to go and sin? No, Lord, please, no. But you don't like to hear you. You don't like to hear you. You don't like to hear the idea that this might possibly come down to my commitment as a whole. You thought that the commitment at the altar, repeating the prayer after me, got you in and it's all good. Pastor, are you telling me that I've got to do certain things? To get Nope. Absolutely not. But God says you either love him or you hate him. <laughs> then he also says if you love me, you'll obey me. See? You, see? You're making me do it. You're making me tell you things like this in the Bible. Because you want to be able to come on a Sunday morning and just relax. Pick the grass with your front teeth. Going to the house. But pastor's just rude. He makes you pick the grass with the front teeth. Go lay down. Up chuck the cud. And sit and chew on it before you go home. Because I want you to get the meat of it. I want you to get the nutrients of the word. I don't want you just to go home feeling good today. Because tomorrow, somebody in here, tomorrow you're going to face something that you were not expecting to face. And it's not going to be nice. Will you change your mind in who you'll serve? We must have a desire and a resolve within ourselves that no matter what we have seen, no matter what we have experienced, no matter what our ancestors have seen or experienced, our trust must stand firm in the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Anybody ever had a hiccup in life? Well, would you look at there? Well, you just look at that. We put more effort. I'll put this in bold, so this might hurt. We put more efforts in the choices of our living day to day than we are with our living for eternity. Let me read that to you again. I want you to get the cut of that. We make more efforts 
in choosing our day-to-day living than we do our life in eternity. At least let me on your front porch. Can I at least come on your front porch? Let me come on your front porch. Women, y'all sit down and write all this stuff that you need from a store before you even go. Don't giggle. Men, you'll sit down and route something out before you ride. Oh, I heard you, Mike. Mike says, well, but if I don't, if I don't plot the flight, how am I going to get to the destination? Okay, well, let me ask this question, Mike. If you don't plot your life out with the word of God, how are you going to get to your destination? What's more important, getting from here to New York or getting from here to there? See, you can't don't, I know y'all, y'all. Well, no, I don't, Pastor. Yeah. Some of y'all, it took some of y'all probably an hour to do your hair this morning. I'm coming around. I'm looking. I'm waiting. Yours wasn't an hour. It was like 30 minutes or something, wasn't Miss Pat, now don't you? Miss Pat said, she's still working on it. It's been longer than that. And she's still. I love y'all. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Are you getting this? That there's some things in life that doesn't deserve your devotion. And matter of fact, the things in your life that you think deserves your devotion is taking from the one that is devoted to you. All because of your casual, boy, the church just went in half. All because of your casual commitment. It just felt good that day. I mean, the lights was down. The music was... Oh, it sounded... It was so mystical and lovely. And everything just fell into place. And and the pastor said, Well, come up front. Let me... And I had to go. It it, It made logical... Man, that decision that day was easy. Because everything just fell right into place. He even gave us a bag with cookies and a drink and an ink pen. Come on, I dare, I dare you. The church is setting up for casual commitments. You want to know, I heard a pastor, and I'm not going to say his name. Because, well, whatever, never mind. I'm going to say it, though. He said, you know why you can't get people to serve in the church? Because they ain't saved. Mm-hmm. Casual commitments. You can't be here next Sunday because you got, what, friends coming in from out of town? Well, that's just lovely. I'm not... Father, please let them understand. 
I might have set you up for a casual commitment. Y'all just don't know. Y'all don't understand how hard this is sometimes when something spurts out your mouth like that and it just went, oops. <laughs> no condemnation here. Maybe. No. But see what we'll do? I mean, you've got... Do y'all know that churches actually were arguing over who should be open on Christmas Day? Okay, I get it. He wasn't born on Christmas. I, I'm so exhausted over that debate, I can't take it no more. It's just a day that everybody decided, hey, you know what? This would be a good day for all of us just to come together and recognize baby Jesus. But instead, because of casual commitments, now we got to have Santa Claus in the church and handing out candy. Because after all, that's what Christmas is. Quit lying to your kids. Well, Pastor, it's, it's, oh, I heard this one time before and I wanted to strangle. It's just their imagination. You're to let them have imagination. Imagination of what? Witchcraft? Sorcery? What, what are you letting them imagine that this big fat guy, come on. Can I talk, me and you just talk for a minute. Can you see either one of us getting on a roof? No, getting on the roof, right? Getting on the roof and coming down a chimney. See, rednecks, we know what's at the bottom of that, number one. I ain't interested in getting my butt fried. Tell our kids stupid stuff like that. And go out and we go buy little sticks that look like deer hooves. And we're going to go kerthunk, 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 kerthunk. Are you kidding me? You and your casual commitments. Yes. I did it too. See, I can look every one of you in the eye and tell you I've done it. I'm tired of seeing Christians that are believers still doing it. Your Easter bunny laying eggs. Well, if any of y'all got a, a rabbit in here that'll lay a, please bring him to me. I'm going to make billions. Here come Peter Cottontail. Take a gun and blow him to. Here come. Never mind. Um, I didn't say it. I did not say it. You thought it. How many of you know that the last words of a dying person are probably really, really important? Y'all still hung up on the song. Would you let it go? Y'all need Jesus in a bad way. They hate it because I got freedom. 
How many of you would take the last three minutes of your life to talk about some nonsense? How many, how many parents would lay on your deathbed and your sons and your daughters gather around your bed and you would take the time to tell them just how disappointed in them that you were? Joshua is dying. And he's gathering the people and telling them, I need you to choose this day who you'll serve. Baby girl, I'm so sorry. Pop Pop loves you. Girl, I'll give you some chocolate candy. Do you see what Joshua was doing? He is setting an opportunity. See, that's why I still believe that this phrase wasn't just concerning. He was dying. And he says, this day I choose to serve. You, you go tell me that Joshua was 110 years old. And he waited until he was 110 to say, this day I choose. No. Look at everything that he went through. Look at how much trust he put into the Lord. I still say that when he said, this day, I choose, it was then, it was now, and it was generations to come. Me and my house will serve the Lord. My kids better not ever come to me and say, Daddy, I'm getting away from the faith because they're going to be hurting You remember when you was a youngin'? Did you see that picture the other day I put on Facebook about you? Did your daddy show it to you? I caught your little big head sitting down in a Jeep. Yeah, you walk away from the faith, your uncle will beat you. I don't care if your daddy will or not, I will. You can't afford to allow generations to come to walk away from the faith of God. It is your responsibility. To tell them of the goodness of God. Also, to be as Joshua and tell them about their commitments. Don't be casual in who you decide to serve today because God is a holy God. Joshua took the time to let them know that even though there were times that there may have been hurt or pain, don't forget God. See, even though you've experienced that in the past, today don't, don't, 
Though there may have been disappointments in your life and people have, have rebelled against you or come against you or spoken evil over you or maybe have hurt you or... Don't, don't, you, you, can't, you can't choose to serve God based on what people will do. BJ, people are going to do everything they can against you because that's just people. The heart is evil. Joshua placed the command of commitment on the people in verses 14 and 15. Hmm. Joshua was requiring Israel to make a commitment. He's requiring them to make a commitment. See, you, you, can't, you can't sit in here today. You, or, no, you're not going to be able to leave today thinking that if you don't choose... God to serve today that you're not serving something else. If you choose today in your mind not to serve God today, when you leave here, you're serving a God somewhere that has something to do with your life that is not about the goodness. It's not about prospering you. It's about to tear you down. The Bible says that he's like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to eat you. He's looking to take everything from you. You think just because you're prospering? You think that's because of Satan? Are you kidding me? He wants your life full of misery. Yeah, but he might use it to, to lure sin. Yeah, and you might serve money. Okay, fine, I get it. Would you just leave me alone for a minute and just sit there in your own little seat and in your own world and do a heart check and let, you, let yourself know what kind of commitment you've done today? Instead of trying to chastise me, oh, he misspoke on that. You have to make a commitment. I should have named this casual or covenant. Don't change it, Tom. I might preach yet one other day. Because they, they'll leave today, they'll forget everything by Tuesday, and I can preach it next Sunday, and they'll go, boy, that was some good word. And last week you hated me. Joshua lays out a point that appears to be absurd if closely considered. I mean, no one in their right mind would have ever said, no, I'm not going to choose the Lord today. <laughs> After he told them all the good things that had happened and all the things that have gone right, there, it would be absurd for you to go, yeah, nah, I don't want you. I don't want God today. Nah. What? I've already said this, but this bears weight of saying again. Churches today package God as a God that is all forgiving. And he is. One who is full of joy and peace and goodness. 
and he is. But we must, we must not use all the things that draw us to serve. Because you, Okay, let me help you there because that's scriptural. It's the goodness of God that draws men. That's scripture. So, but we must not use all the good things that draw us to serve him to overshadow who he is if we don't. You choose today who you'll serve. Casual commitments are going to open doors of consequence that you're not going to want. Can't lay with Jesus today. Sleep with the enemy tomorrow. You know, we used to cut well. Can't tell you what we used to call you in school. Be kissing one boy today and kissing another one tomorrow. Matter of fact, you wouldn't even wait for tomorrow. You kiss one at lunch and one after school. Oh, it goes both ways. You kiss one girl in the morning, one girl at lunch, and one girl after school, and one girl when you get home. So it's all the same. The Bible calls them a whoremonger. I know, I know. Miss Linda, I'm sorry that I'm putting the words out there like that today. Not really. They're in there. It's prego. It's in there. We just don't want to stop I'm done. We have to choose. You have to choose. Today, you can't, you can't choose tomorrow. What if your tomorrow doesn't hit? And now you're left. Pastor getting all religious on us now. He's going to start making us go to church seven days a week. What did you tell me? Y'all look, by Facebook, by YouTube, love to see you. What did you tell me the other day on the phone? We was talking. We have friend conversations. I can't talk to him as a boss, so we have to have friend conversations. But we was talking about church services. How many church services did you have on Sunday? (laughs) Oh, hey. Oh, hold on. Casual Christian. We started at 6, the second one was at 8, the third one was at 10, the fourth one was at 12, and then in the afternoons we had 4, 6, 8. And that was that day. <laughs> I just turned the whole congregation against you. Don't you ever tell the pastor that we got like 12 services in one day. Boy, don't you know I could barely get here for one Casual commitments. I mean, you, you see people, Japan or India or wherever it was, 
They, they're, they're going through monsoons. Walking for weeks at a time so that they can be there for a service. And boy, if it's sprinkling, you women, be quiet, men, because y'all going, thank God it's raining, man. I, I didn't want to go today, and mama don't want to go. It means I ain't got to go. Y'all just as bad. If something's happening, we just, yeah, no, not today. Can I put you on a red carpet real quick? Who in here has woke up on a Sunday morning? No, wait a minute. Better yet, who has gone to bed on a Saturday night and has already made the decision not to go to church on Sunday because you're tired? You bet. Don't lie. Praying for snow. Lord, please let it snow, because I know if it snows, the pastor closes the church. I'm so done with having to worry about whether the church is open or whether the church is closed. I'm so over that. We're going to get to a point, we're not even going to put it on Facebook. If you come here and I ain't here, guess what? Oh, well. There's no church. Well, I come and there's Sundays that you're not here. Charlie, I need your grace. I need you to help me out to church, you and David, if y'all don't mind standing right in front of the office door. Right? This is just, it's just, all seriousness, we have set our Savior up as a casual commitment. We do it when it feels right. We do it when it seems right. We do it when we want to. Some of you try to get holier than thou and say, well, I don't even want to go to church, but I'm going to go anyway. Whatever. If you didn't want to go, you'd stay home. Because if you want to go on vacation, who in here takes all of this vacation? You. Who else? Come on. I ain't seen y'all go. That one back there, so y'all two can stand together. Y'all three can stand together. Y'all go on vacations a lot, too. So y'all can go. And Lenore and my, y'all can. See? <laughs> if you, oh, you want to go on vacation, you're going to go, ain't you? Somebody tell me that you didn't want to go on vacation this year. See what I mean? If you want, and I'm, y'all know I'm, I'm just poking a sleeping bear. Just relax. Because that's what it comes down to. If we want to do it, if we truly want to commit, we're going to do it. Won't we, Tommy? We'll work overtime so we can go. <laughs> Pay attention. Shoot, watch this. Here it comes. This might hurt, son. Just, it'll be okay. I'll help you. But this might hurt. We'll even sacrifice getting our butt chewed when we come home just to go. We might say it's worth it. It's worth it if we do bad today and get smacked tomorrow. It's worth it today. It's all right, buddy. I got you. I'll help you. I'll just take her to lunch. Are you okay? I've got to leave you now because you're laughing. 
and you, and you have some joy in you. So I have to let you go when you're, when you're smiling and, and you're kind of lifted up because this is a hard thing to chew because there's a reality behind the commitment that we have made to Christ. And I don't want to leave you down in the dumps to where you don't make the commitment.